three, two, one, action. Welcome back to Reel It In, your MTV podcast where we're going to discuss episode four of the challenge. I'm here with Sarah. Hey. And Audrey. Hi. Call ourselves the Troika. So let's get into it and start breaking down this week's episode. Lots of action. Audrey and I both watched with our parents, so we had to explain most of it. It was truly a wholesome family uh, activity. (laughs) It was the eve of Christmas Eve when we were all watching with our parents. No, no better way to celebrate Christmas Eve Eve. Yeah, than watching the challenge and explaining <laughs> the entire show to your dad. <laughs> Probably having to pause every like five minutes to explain something to them. And- oh, I was constantly rewinding. Like my dad would start talking and then I'd be like, okay, well, I didn't hear what we just <laughs> what just happened. Like I was record re- rewinding so much that because I was watching it live, I was able to skip through every single commercial because I'd rewinded so much throughout watching the show we basically just started the episode with ct and big t bonding yeah <laughs> nicknames it was so cute hawk and fuzzy bunny <laughs> but, but it's funny because fuzzy bunny is for ct <laughs> yeah no that's the best part and ct was like um sure take it. yeah goes from wanting to kill everyone in the house like smash their head and eat it to fuzzy bunny <laughs> Yeah, it's ironic. It's cute. I thought that was a really cute part of the episode. Yeah, he's making the best out of uh, the situation he's given. Yeah, it's not even a bad situation. I think it could be good. Okay, so I think one of the next big things that happens is Fessy spilling the secret vote thing to everyone. Yeah, Fessy explains to everyone in the room that they can see who everyone voted for. At first, I thought this was really stupid. He had this upper hand, and now he's just giving it away. Like, you're spilling all your secrets in the beginning. Doesn't make any sense to me. He also did it in a stupid way. Like, he didn't take into account any of his alliances and just kind of told it to the room. Like, he wasn't being strategic in the way that he let it spill. I don't know. I think, Sarah, you said that he tweeted about why... Yeah, so at first I thought this was kind of a dumb move. You're giving all your cards away in the beginning. Like, you had the upper hand here. Then Fessy tweeted that he did it because he knew that other people would start figuring this secret out. So he wanted to be able to take advantage of this before he no longer was the only one that knew this fact. So he wanted to ruffle feathers with this information before other people became the double agents and were able to tell other people about this. So I don't know. I still think it's kind of a dumb move because your friends are probably going to be the next double agent. So then the four of you guys could keep that secret. But at the same time, I kind of see where he's coming from. I don't get it, to be honest. Like he did it when there wasn't even a a double agent chosen yet. Like he as as far as like the episode goes, he was still technically the double agent of the week when he told everyone which means him and Anissa were still the only two people that knew. Yeah, and now he just pissed off Wes, who's now mad at Corey and Nelson, and now Corey and Nelson are mad at Fessy. Like, is Fessy out of the alliance? Is he out of Team Youngblood? I honestly hope so, and I died because Wes called Corey and Nelson um, the stupid brigade, and (laughs) (laughs) I missed that. (laughs) 
I was really sad about it, but also it was very, very funny. That was fair and funny. I think Fessy spilling the beans this early. Yeah, without even seeing if like Corey and Tori would have made it as a double agent. Like, I think that was stupid. He could have been so much more um, like strategic. strategic. Exactly. So he didn't even talk to Anissa to confirm, hey, do we want to tell people? Do we want to use this to our advantage? Like now Anissa's sitting there with nothing to show for it. So true. And I'm really glad that Corey went off at Fessy and said, like, you know what, that was stupid. And now you threw me under the bus. And like, now I have a target on my back. What was that for? Like, we're technically still part of the same alliance. Although we know that Fessy sometimes goes against Corey Nelson and calls them dumb and like secretly <laughs> works with like whoever, like Casey. Is everyone in the house just calling them dumb all the yeah, time? Like, does everyone hate Corey? Like, <laughs> it's so sad. I think the team big brother alliance is like one of the most irritating alliances in challenge history. Like they really bother me. And like, I think Casey can do so much better. Like she doesn't need to rely on Fessy and weenie Josh. (laughs) Honestly, being associated with Josh couldn't be worse. It's embarrassing. It's truly embarrassing. And I don't know why Fessy, I mean, we've already discussed this, but I don't know why Fessy continues to, stand behind josh i don't get the hype around josh i mean it's i mean i think it's like very like one way or the other way like it's polar opposites like you either are nani and you call him your best friend or you're anyone else with a brain and you realize that he is a lunatic yeah give us more survivor people natalie jay i'm down Oh, like, so down. Give us yeah. more people from Survivor, less Big Brother. I actually saw Kayla. Do you guys know, like Kayla um, and Jenna? Like Kayla? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yes. Kayla with the, with the tattoos on her arm. Yeah. Kayla with the <laughs> tattoos. She did um, something like recently, like this week, saying that she just started watching Survivor and saying like how similar it is to the challenge. And like she's wondering like why more challenge people don't go on Survivor and vice versa. Okay. I love a good collab. So, Let's see it. There's a there could be more crossover in the future. Well, remember the island? That. The island was so similar yeah, to Survivor. It was so similar. Yeah. I always thought that the island was really good because people were actually going insane. Like I know in the challenge house, people go mentally a bit nuts, but the island they really went uh, somewhere mm-hmm. else. <laughs> the downfall of uh, Paula and the uprising of uh, Evelyn and Johnny Bananas. <laughs> Um, so then I guess Fessy's out of the alliance, so we'll see. I, yeah, I hope so. Then um, we go to a challenge called Roadkill, because apparently if you fall off this bus, that's what you'll be. Kind of insane. Yeah. And it was a very dangerous game. I mean, as we saw a few injuries, which we'll discuss, but I mean, TJ noted the fact that they're not wearing harnesses and stuff. I think like technically it probably was not that dangerous but like i mean prone to injury yeah i mean they're probably not gonna fall they probably tested it and they're not gonna have people actually fall off and die because that would be huge for their insurance but Mm -hmm. (laughs) they tried to make it seem more dangerous than it was but that truck or like that semi that they were on it seemed like really wobbly in my opinion. Like it didn't seem stable. Like it seemed like the weight distribution of those big nets on both sides of it just were kind of off. Like I thought it was going to tip over at any, at any point. (laughs) No, I'm just picturing like who was driving it. 
was it TJ? TJ's like <laughs> driving it, swerving down, maniacally laughing. He always just like comes out of the passenger seat. They <laughs> yeah. make it kind of look like he's driving, but like everyone knows that he's really not yeah. Passenger of the helicopter, the passenger yeah. of, the, of the tank, the passenger of a semi with two massive nets on the side. Yeah, he's never the one driving it. TJ truly does it all. <laughs> okay, I have one major thing to discuss about this challenge. I didn't take too many notes on it. Um, other than this, I just want to get your guys' thoughts. Noni came to the challenge wearing giant hoops. I assumed that she was going to take them off before the challenge. She didn't. She didn't take off giant heavy hoops. She wore them? She wore them. I did not see her take them off. This girl dies for the fashion. <laughs> giant heavy hoops. They were like... That is those absurd. Could rip, those could rip out your entire ears. Yes. If I wasn't even that. Like I wasn't even allowed to wear studs when I was playing house league soccer when I was. Yeah, 10 years you old. had to bandaid up your yeah. all your studs in soccer, and if you had a bracelet on, you had to put wrapping tape around it. <laughs> yeah, no, like this girl is actually insane. Like she's not an athlete. If any athlete would know that you take off your hoops for any sort of physical activity, let alone one where you're wrestling someone, who was she up against? Who she partners Wes with? Wes and Natalie, I think. Like I was going to say, Amber M. Okay, fine. Keep the hoops. Yeah. <laughs> Up against Natalie, probably the strongest girl in the house. <laughs> okay. Maybe you take those out. Those things are extra weight. They, <laughs> they weigh you down. There's no reason for her to be wearing them. And I'm very surprised that nobody said anything. And like, I noticed right away, it was very evident that it was a dumb move on Donnie's part. It's the only note I took on the whole challenge. I'm surprised I'm production even... didn't make her take them out. I know. Production probably told her to put them in. <laughs> yeah. Girl, those are good on you. Keep them in. Yeah. <laughs> um, I felt truly, truly conflicted when Teresa and Lo- Teresa and Jay went up against Lolo and Nam because Jay and Nam, who, who, who do you go for? I love Nam and Jay. I, I truly, I had to look away. I closed my eyes. Yeah, Nam wrecked him. I knew he would. Hard. Yeah, it was really I'm surprised hard. Teresa didn't hold her own more against Lolo. Teresa just, still got something. But just her. look at the like the size of their bodies. Like when I was looking at them next to each other, Teresa's legs looked like two little toothpicks compared to like <laughs> the size of Lolo's forearm. Like it, it's just it's not evenly distributed like the weight. So I mean, I think it's pretty obvious. Also, I said this earlier. I'm going to say it one more time. I'm going to say it's every week. Lolo is so annoying. <laughs> she had one line in this whole episode and she was complaining. I knew she'd be whiny. I knew she'd complain, but I didn't know that when she'd be given one line the whole episode, that it would be annoying too. And what does she even have to complain about? She had a great matchup for her. She was complaining about how her body started to hurt and that Teresa put up quite the fight. Yeah. Well, oh, you know I- what? You know what, Lolo? We're done talking about you. <laughs> <laughs> We also had two injuries this matchup, and that means two ambulances were needed. And I think that that means they hit their quota of ambulances for the season. (laughs) So I think that we're done. (laughs) No more ambulances. It's usually one per season. So yeah. yeah. So they really went far above and beyond for this one. I I think that Nicole leaving was really sad. I didn't think that I really cared about Nicole, which I don't really, but I do think that having to leave because of an injury is always like 
kind of upsetting and Devin was really really nice about it and like said that he was upset too I thought that that was nice Devin was talking about right before they went to the challenge about how well oiled of a team they are and how well they're working together Mm -hmm. and I think it was kind of a teaser yes (laughs) um but it, it was really upsetting because I we said it too and I thought that they were going to go far they had a lot of potential and so it was really hard to see but while I was really upset about that I was really happy that Leroy and Casey won yes I was so happy about that too Leroy is becoming his own person this year with the help of Cam I really think that she's a positive influence on him and I think like him just going on his own and we'll discuss this a bit later but Um, I think that he is coming into his own and he's not just like Johnny's little sidekick anymore and he's really making a name for himself. He actually showing that he wants to win and not just like come on the show every year just to hang out with Johnny. (laughs) I am very happy for Leroy. However, I do have to say that they were matched up against Amber M and Nelson. So, so they were set up for success (laughs) yeah from the beginning like this was this was their challenge to win (laughs) i forgot that casey just tossed amber m like a rag doll just picked her up with one arm and just tossed her right off the net yeah one thing that we actually um mishi's alive oh yeah mishi is alive mishi has come back he has from the frozen lake (laughs) like he is no longer frozen he's kicking him and Liv are going up against Tori and Corey. Liv is claiming that Tori's not that strong. Even though she's putting up like like, (laughs) a bit of a fight against Corey, you know, like, I mean, not fair matchup, but fun to watch. Mishi was pretty proud of himself, I felt. He was like, you know what? Yeah, he was like, I didn't fail. He was like, I didn't fail against Corey. He gets the participation (laughs) award of the episode. (laughs) The blue ribbon. Congrats, Mish. Sorry, one more thing before we move on to uh, the meat of the episode, which is Josh being the biggest baby on the planet. I just did um, note down one thing that Norm said that really, really stuck with me. I, Norm has made some friends in this house, which I think is underrated. He's part of like a pretty good alliance right now. And Devin was talking about Nicole leaving and he was like upset about it. And Norm just goes just means you're going to have to work double hard for yourself for something <laughs> along those lines. Just being extremely the worst reason. And everyone just was just like, yes, yes. yes. Everyone just agreed and nodded along. And it was just a very pure moment of Nom making a lot of friends. And I thought that that was one of my favorite parts of the episode. Other we than do love Nom on this show. Like, Nom we is are smart. huge fans of Nom's work. I actually messaged him on Instagram last week saying, we love you on the show. We're really rooting for you. And he responded saying, thank you so much. Appreciate it with like a million emojis. And now that we know that he's an emoji guy, we love him even more. Oh, big emoji <laughs> guy. Big emoji. All the emojis going to you, Nam. Big shout out. <laughs> so we come back to the house after finding out Nicole went home. And CT pulling a big dad move, I would say. Getting frustrated with Casey in the kitchen over pizza. Very dad vibes to me. Telling her, like, how to operate the kitchen. I guess Josh over here's has had a couple glasses of wine. Maybe too many to count. And tries to start a fight with CT. Probably his worst game move yet. Easily yeah. the dumbest 
thing I've seen in a long time. There is nothing. I have no words. Like, he just sucks. Audrey says it best every week. He is such a fucking weenie. Like, (laughs) such a weenie. Also, how he approaches CT. He comes up to CT and he says, I don't want to have a falling out with you. Sorry, when were you friends? (laughs) Like, when were you friends enough to have a falling out? Josh making up the drama between him and Wes last year was pretty dumb I think this could be even a dumber move on his part just making the most random enemies for no reason and like strong people in the house I actually did call in our first episode I did say that Josh is going to come in and choose some random person in the house I quoted I said like Devin and he's going (laughs) to he's going to make some kind of drama between the two of them that makes no sense and here we are like it's what taken only three or four episodes to get there Devin getting involved in this also dumb on Devin's heart but that is so Devin like that's his classic move he just likes to like rile people up and he does it honestly strategically he knew this week he was going to have to uh, he was gonna have to like go in go home get a new partner like something was gonna happen because Nicole left so he just wanted to like join in on the fun and we saw him do that with Johnny which took it a bit far a few seasons ago um and yeah he said big brother sucks and that really got under Josh's skin apparently big brother sucks amen to that (laughs) also I'm gonna I'm gonna make a motion to production here don't serve pizza anymore this is the second pizza gate we saw another pizza gate before with oh, no. who is it? The pizza throwing yes. the box on someone having Brittany and Brad Brittany and Marie. <laughs> like maybe let's not do pizza anymore because it always ends in fights. Something about Italian food, because wasn't there something about like someone throwing someone's pasta, pasta. out, the, out Corey, the window? Corey left. Corey I think got kicked off or something over the pasta. Yes, he fought. He threw he someone down. Someone. someone, yeah, someone threw Devin, pasta out the box. Devin. It was Devin. You know we what? gotta stop no serving Italian. Italian food on the channel. No more Italian, no more Devin. Let's get on that Mediterranean <laughs> diet and let's just have a good time from here on. Souvlaki out. from now on. Souvlaki <laughs> for every meal. Saganaki forever. <laughs> Devin just knows exactly what to say to just get under Josh's skin, asking him repeatedly what eight times nine was, <laughs> screaming it saying if you're jealous of my sweatsuit you could have just asked to borrow it brilliant brilliant he knows how to instigate people he knows how to piss people off and in this instance it worked to his advantage Devin definitely has like a lot of siblings like he definitely is that like middle child who just knows how to piss off all his siblings we also apparently missed a Liv Mishi and Amber M love triangle for this pizza gate and for that, I am mad at production because I would way rather mm-hmm. see that. Mishi and on- Liv? Yes, partners. And then we obviously saw Mishi and Amber M kiss. I don't know if we're still going to see that coming up. Um, but apparently that's a love triangle that we could have seen this week. But instead, we got Pizzagate 2.0. But instead, production is wasting their time and energy on Josh. Yes, we don't want that. (laughs) No more Josh. No more Big Big Brother sucks. Big Big Brother sucks. Everyone agrees. Like, Devin Devin is not wrong. Devin is just saying what everyone thinks. Big Brother The voice of reason. Yeah, Big Brother sucks. Casey's a gem. 
but the rest of Big Brother. Well, honestly, actually- okay, let's discuss the voting because Casey did kind of piss me off in some ways. Like the fact that she's not very trustworthy. She's going to snake Leroy. So we see in the votes. Um, what exactly is Big Brother? Like, do they, is it just like, there's no like strategy to that game, right? No, like, I think there is strategy. Like, like, what is it? Like, it's just like living in a house and voting people off? Yeah. You but have, you have challenges. Of, yeah. Many and then challenges. you become like a head of house, I think. I've never seen it, but you become a head of house each week. And then that person, and then you have like an elimination deliberation type thing and you vote someone out. So they're it's just similar. like all like it's all political in that house. Like they're not yes. nothing like physical. Yeah, it's mostly political. Yeah. So why would anyone go on that show? <laughs> the challenge after maybe. <laughs> That's why only psychopaths come from that show. Polly. <laughs> yes. Polly. Who? Polly. Oh my god! I thought you said Molly. I was like, who's Molly? <laughs> so we saw the voting. It was pretty boring. We see Josh again just kind of go off and try to get the house against Devin, I guess. We also see, and I don't know where this came from, a feud between Devin and Tori that Tori claims goes back many seasons. Well, I have a show called Second Chances. Yeah. It goes back to 80 Second Chances, which I oh, did we know. watch. Of we all watched, we watched it. it. Of course we watched I don't remember them having any feud on that show, but maybe that's just me. <laughs> I don't remember any feud. All I remember is they had to pick up some dead chickens, and that was, like, the worst thing they had to do. And Michaela was crying. I the building, like, running around doing the scavenger hunt in, in Australia. Like, that's all I basically remember. But I think that the, a lot of her saying that was also kind of just foreshadowing because for what we see at the end like the way it's all edited so. that's what it was like for sure. it's almost like you can really tell what's gonna happen in an episode just yeah. based on the editing like at this point i think we've watched so many seasons that we know the formula that goes into every episode exactly. like you know like, that like Devin is being featured in a lot of confessionals like this is going to be his episode and then like Tori's talking about Devin a lot you know they're probably going to partner up like it's all like very like easy it's to very calculated yeah yeah also, I'm going to go ahead and start a petition to get Rashida on the challenge. Yes. Rashida. Because Rashida's, I think she would be like I think she's really good. She's, she's never been on a challenge. Rashida, get Rashida on the challenge. Rashida. What was the thing her and Devin said? Rashida and Big D. I need a and she need me. <laughs> what? I'm dead. I just rewatched that season of Are You the One? Maybe I will. <laughs> That. It's really good. It's also very Devin heavy. So yeah, that's this episode. All Devin, Devin that and Kiki, Devin and Kiki. Mainly just Devin, honestly. Um. So the house votes in Devin and Nicole, kind of savage, but it's not the first time. Like I remember on, I think it was Fresh Meat Two when Caitlin had crutches, so they sent in Caitlin and Brandon into the exile. Like I feel like once someone's injured, they just send that team in. Because they're but like, it's such why a not? burn vote at that it's point. Such like, a burn it's vote. such a pussy move. Like, nobody has been doing anything, anything that is like, well, risky everyone's yet. playing everyone's a scared playing game. Too well, safe. Like, it's, everyone's it's, playing a scared game this season. Like, no yeah. one's stepping up to the plate. Their alliance just doesn't have the numbers. Like, we really see it happen right now. Like, kind of the tables turn. Like, Wes, Devin, and I guess who's part of that? Like, Kyle. CT I don't and know. Kyle. I think Kyle, they really don't have the numbers on their side. And this was just very clear 
I'm glad, like, look, I'm glad that Tori and Corey weren't voted in. That's my take on the whole thing. So I don't mind that Devin got voted in. But then we see Leroy, um, Leroy and Casey kind of deliberating and talking. And this is really where Leroy comes into his own. We don't really know who Leroy's ever aligned with other than Cam. I don't really. And in the past, Johnny. Like, he's always been with Johnny. Always Banana. But Banana, he's gone against Bananas to know that he's been with Cam. He mostly just sides with Cam's, whatever alliance Cam's with. But I really think that the choice to send in Wes which we see it happen now that we know that it's a boys elimination, Leroy sends in West, which Leroy could have also gone in himself, which again, they're playing a scared game in that sense that they're not stepping up to the plate. Him or and Fessy both haven't gone in at this point. But um, I think sending in West for him is a great move. I think it's a really smart risky. move too. Risky, but good. And the risk paid off. Did you <laughs> see Wes's post on Instagram? What was it? He posted, like, before the episode aired, he posted a picture of him and Leroy being like, what a great friend. Like, let me oh, let me actually sarca- find... It's all sarcasm. Yeah, let me let me read you exactly what it says. It's actually pretty, pretty savage, like, after you watch the episode. It's this, like, really long post. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but he pretty much just says, um, I wanted to shout out one of the best friends I ever made while doing the challenges, Lee blah 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 and then at the end it says it means the world to me that i've got a dude that has my back through thick and thin you the man and he posted that like i think the day before the show aired i don't get how west can be that hurt like they've never been the closest of friends i don't think they hang out that much outside of the challenge like west if your time's just up you don't have as many allies in the challenge and you're bitter about it no, it's true. Leroy was always Team Johnny. Like, since when was he ever friendly with Wes? Like, he would have always been on the other side of Wes. Yeah, so- it makes zero sense. I don't get why Wes is being such a baby about it. Taking some tips from Josh, yeah, he's Wes being also- a weenie again. Wes also gave up this elimination, it seemed like. It was a pretty even matchup between him and Devin. Uh, you know, a type of elimination that we've seen before with, like, the bungee cords, I guess. And um, I like this elimination. Yeah, I think it I like shows it who's strong. For sure, but it looked like Wes just kind of gave up. He said it was hard going against his friend Devin, blah, blah, blah. But, you know. I hot take. I don't think Wes gave up. I think Devin beat, actually beat him. But Wes, having the ego that he has, he wanted to make it seem at the end like he was giving up for a friend as a noble act instead of just That's losing true. because he's losing his mojo. Yeah, I, I mean, could see that. Credit, yeah. However, my dad, who was watching with me, did say <laughs> that it looked like he did give up because he was the only one who like dug himself into the sand, and like he actually had the strategy to really like hold himself in there. Devin was like really just pulling and sometimes standing, and the actual standing motion when you're only on two, like you're not on all fours, you're on your legs, could have really pulled him back. I think my dad was just getting into the physics of this episode, yeah. And like he was like, it looks like it looks like Wes gave up from my dad's perspective. But I think your dad's onto something. I think like I think the physics never lies. Science. (laughs) Yeah, I think we get him on an episode. I think we get my dad to explain the physics behind every episode. To explain the science. Is your dad a ram right now? <laughs> my dad is um my dad will be around in the next episode. <laughs> also, this elimination was really big for our podcast because we finally found out that the name of the elimination is The Crater. Personally, I like the freezer better. It's clearly very cold in Iceland and I like the freezer. We're sticking with it. I think we're sticking with the freezer. 
Oh, yeah, so, I'm sticking with the freezer or the fridge, whatever you feel like that day. Yeah, if we sense that they're, like, shivering, then it's the freezer. If we sense that they're just wearing a beanie for fashion, then it's just the fridge. If you're Jay, Jay. you're dressed in the <laughs> fridge. <laughs> um, okay, so we see Devin win, and we see him infiltrate. We see him choose Tori, which we saw was kind of a foreshadow, and she's kind of fake mad about it, but secretly I don't think she's that mad. I think... She knows Devin's a pretty good player. She now, since her and Corey are kind of in some sort of um, alliance, I think maybe that's good for them to split up. Um, and then we see Corey get a new partner, Natalie. Amazing. <laughs> this is good for him. Yeah, it's great for him. He was pretty happy. Like going from Tori to Natalie is not that much of a change physically. If anything, Natalie's way stronger physically than Tori. And Natalie doesn't ruffle any feathers. She's just kind of under the radar and Corey kind of do whatever he wants. I mean, RIP Kortor, because that was really fun for us. But I think Corey will go further with Natalie. I think this is a way better pairing for him. So far, most of the like the partner switches have been with pretty strong teams. Yeah. And like, I think the, the only guy so far no offense to big t to really kind of mm. get the short end of the stick here is ct because everyone else has pretty much landed themselves a pretty strong partner for sure so interesting there's theories going on that devin actually picked tori not because he likes her but because next episode maybe he would get himself and tori thrown into the elimination knowing that it would be a girl's elimination so knowing that tori would go in to get her out so instead of it being like a friendship vibe it's actually manipulative i don't think that's a smart move for him just because tori is one of the stronger girls in the house like if he wants to get ahead and he wants to make it far i think he can only do that with like a handful of girls and one of them is definitely tori i mean that's what the double e- that's what double agents is all about like I think like that is a definite possibility. That's what they're trying to show is that you can't trust your partner. Like even Casey might be backstabbing Leroy we see and maybe even vice versa. You never know. But I think, yeah, I think Tori hopefully would win an elimination in that, in that instance, if that did happen. Or maybe he is trying to get, we're going like completely (laughs) flipping this theory on its head. He's trying to get Tori into an elimination so that she gets a gold skull. So then the two of them can go to the final and then he has a bigger chance of winning. How's that for a theory? It's a good one. (laughs) He's showing that he has some brains this season. So (laughs) I always thought Devin was kind of smart. Yeah. He won season three of Edo for everyone. Yeah. He pulled out. Greatest comeback ever on season three. On season three with the math. Yeah, no, Devin yeah. is actually very smart. So I think we're big um, Devin fans on this show too. Yeah, like his fuckboy energy from Edo got me from the start. Like, <laughs> honestly, like the way he treated Kiki or whatever her name was, I was like, yep, that's how I want to be treated by him. <laughs> the two of them doing yoga together. Yeah, like just talking about meditation and zenness. And then you see him in the back being like, this girl's annoying. I don't like her. Like, but then screaming at every elimination, never give up on love. Yeah. <laughs> He's a person all around, but still gotta love him. So, very big episode for Devin. And I'm excited for next episode. I am too. And we have a little bit of a break this week. Um, and then coming into the new year, we get a new episode. 
they better deliver with like a three hour long episode for making me wait a week. <laughs> okay. Well, do you guys maybe want to discuss something a bit different that we haven't done on the show before and maybe talk a little bit about some MTV Instagram gossip that we've kind of collected over the few, over the past few weeks. We said that we were going to discuss things other than the challenge on this podcast. We haven't, we've yet to done that, do that. So could let's, do it. let's do Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Let's dive in. Let's dive in. Okay. So um, I think we've seen a lot of pregnancies in the MTV world recently. So that's kind of going to be our topic today that we're uh, planning on discussing. So we saw Cheyenne, as in Corey's ex, uh, get pregnant with her longtime boyfriend, Zach. We've seen Anthony and Shannon um, <laughs> on and off exes, <laughs> baby girl Isabella, I think her name is, into the world. And we saw them do it live on Instagram. Audrey, do you want to discuss your thoughts on the Instagram oh. live birth? <laughs> okay. So um, I do follow both of them on one of my many Instagram accounts. And I was getting many notifications kind of all within a short period of time. Shannon's live on Instagram. Anthony's live on Instagram. So I was like, okay, something must be going on. Sign on to their live and um, alas, they are at the hospital. She is in labor and she is live streaming. And I am very proud to say that I watched the entire thing. <laughs> How beautiful was it? <laughs> If she was like hopped up on something, like I think she just like was in so much pain or something, like she was not okay. And then his live stream, it was him like constantly putting filters on her. So like her face would get really round with like a big mustache. And then she'd, you know, like then he would nice. turn her into like a unicorn. Like it was just something weird is happening. That's very nice of him to do that to his uh, beautiful girlfriend who is having a baby that he knows he's going to be a bit trapped going forward. We saw. I you still know. cannot believe they had a kid together. Yeah, and that one year ago, Shannon was dating Devin. What? Yes. It all comes back to Devin. It all comes back to Devin. <laughs> Shannon and Devin had a thing on X on the Beach, and they went home together. Like they left the show and were like quote-unquote still together I mean everything on X on the beach is a lie but um yeah then right after they kind of split up I think they were on different coasts and she got back with Anthony and that was it now now they have a kid and they're pretending like nothing ever went wrong and they're so in love with each other and we see right through it they're little princessa little princessa that's what they that's her name Princess? No, that's what it is called. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that's her legal name. <laughs> okay, next we saw another pregnancy announcement actually uh, last night. This is hot off the press. We see Ashley um, from the real world San Diego. She used to date Dario. She also had a thing with Zach back when, back in the day. We see her getting pregnant with her NFL boyfriend who Sarah noted is 23 years old. Um, that's Allegedly. Her- Allegedly, but I think it could be true. Um, Ashley is, I think, 29 maybe at this point. But we see that they're having a girl and you see her boyfriend be a bit upset about them having a girl, which is fair. He was. Yeah, he just like, he kind of, he was like, I'm going to be a girl dad, you see in the caption, blah, blah, blah. But then the video was just him being upset about having a girl. Oh, no. I think she's going to be pretty excited to have a baby at the same time as Taylor. I think they're really good friends. So then they can have two girls kind of grow up together. Well, I mean, 
as long as their Insta friendship lasts, yeah. they'll grow up together. <laughs> Honestly, her and her boyfriend are like kind of cute. I'm talking to her now. She's really pretty. She's going to have a cute baby. She definitely seems a bit more um, chill other than all the bikini photos um, from the other girls that go on the challenge. She only had, I think, like a two season stint. And I don't know. I liked her. I liked her, but also I hated her on the real world with when she was with Zach. They were very um, homophobic and conservative redneck vibes. They didn't participate, I think, in going to Pride. They shot, they went to a gun range, the little things. That oh, that's weird. I, I stopped watching that season after Priscilla had to be the, the designated <laughs> driver for the first two episodes. And I was like, this is weird. I'm ending this season. She's good friends with Tori. Yeah, Ashley's yeah. good friends with Tori as well as Taylor. So we do sometimes see some crossover. That's why we see uh, Tori and Corey uh, being friends this season is because Tori is kind of connected to Taylor through Ashley. Wow, that is a hot friend group, the three of them. Yeah. Ashley, Tori, and Taylor. Damn, they're really good looking. So then we also see, of course, Taylor had her baby this year. So we have Corey and Cheyenne having kids around the same time, which I think is really cute. They're really great co-parents. Um, as we know, they're probably my favorite uh, <laughs> couple exes, whatever, to come into the show. I can't stop talking about him enough. Um, yeah, and then we also saw this year Camilla have a baby with an unknown father. Still Camilla unknown, had a baby. Eh? Mel had a baby. Oh, yeah, Mel, oh, had, yeah. <laughs> Mel had a baby with a soccer player. All I know is that's the most fucked up storyline of any season of the challenge. <laughs> that she was pregnant the entire time. Yes. <laughs> oh, watching, yeah. watching that season, knowing she was pregnant, watching her like run into things and get smacked by people. When Johnny oh. said it was an un- unfair advantage because it was two against one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that was insane. Well, the woman can do it all. Were there any other MTV pregnancies lately? Leroy I- did just recently tweet out or Instagram big things coming. So maybe. <laughs> I was going to say, okay, so now let's give our predictions. Who is going to be the next MTV person to get pregnant? Nelson. I have one. Obviously, Nelson. Oh, I know we <laughs> forgot to mention Hunter had a baby too. Oh yes, Hunter. Oh, yes, yeah, that was a bit uh, a bit of a longer time ago, but still worth noting. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the next person that's going to be pregnant will be Kayla. She recently got engaged to Sam Bird from like Love Island. He's from the UK, and I think that she, they got engaged within like ten months, probably like six months, I would say. So I think she's going to be the next one to have a baby, and I think that Jenna and Zach. Um, are going to wait to get married before they have a baby. That's my prediction. You but I think, think Kayla is going to ma- wait to get married too. No, I think Kayla and Jenna could try and have their pregnancies at the same time or similar timing though, because they definitely, they definitely seem like the type of friends that want to have babies together. Well, it's also like, I don't know if you guys watch um, Vanderpump Rules, but the entire cast of Vanderpump Rules is pregnant right now. I saw that. Like, like Stassi, Sheena, yeah. Lala, and Brittany are they're all pregnant. But okay. I don't know. There's something in like the water in the reality television world because like everyone's babies getting pregnant. galore. Yeah. yeah, and I just babies, like to point babies out, everywhere, babies everywhere, and they're all around our age. Like none of them are above tw- uh, above thirty. So I think like it just it's shocking every time. It's shocking. Yeah. <laughs> it's truly shocking every time. I definitely can't relate and definitely don't want to relate right now. No. Mm-mm. No. 
Well, I hope everyone enjoyed our little segment there. I think we're going to leave it at that for MTV Pregnancy Gossip. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for listening, guys, this week. And we'll be back in the new year to keep recapping the challenge. Yes, please follow our Twitter at Reel It In Pod. That's at Reel It In Pod. And make sure to subscribe on Spotify. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.